0: Are you good to go? Yep. All right. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talk to Danielle podcast. I am your host, Danielle C. Baker. And before we get started with our guest, I just wanted to say you can hit that like, follow a subscribe button to get access to all the other episodes. Today, we are talking about a topic that is very, uh, i say it's important to me because I've worked with so many families over the years, and I see... Uh, how dads are not often given a fair chance to be dads. There's that stigma where or that stereotype where dads shouldn't be caring for their children. And I I had the privilege of meeting over almost 20 years so many dads that are very present in their kids' life. And that it's important to show the support for them as well. So I have a really, really fun guest, actually. I'm really happy that you're on thank you so much for coming on and G is a dad i uh, i have no idea how i we stumbled in, on yeah, instagram either. i have no idea but anyways uh, for some reason we follow each other and yeah, uh, i have I,
1: no idea. <laughs>
0: I I just love what you do with the kids. I love the message you send out there. There's such a positive message for dads. And uh, that's why I'm so happy that you're on. So thank you. And uh, can you share with us your story a little bit, just to talk about yourself and how you got here? Uh,
1: I knew at a young age I would uh, be a devoted father just because I kind of grew up without my dad. Uh, He wasn't present in the house at all. He was actually on drugs and you know um but uh we live like right around the corner from each other so i seen him like every day when i go um get my granny cigarettes or uh, a player lottery you know back then you know she can call the store and you know i'm sending d to the store get my cigarettes and he got my money for my lottery that kind of stuff and i just see him every day and uh my mama ended up getting married when i was about I think I was like five or six. Yeah, something like that or whatever. But um, at that point, uh, I don't know how, but I just already knew who my dad was. So by the time she got married, I knew this guy was my dad. But he was fun. He was nice. You know, He uh, they stayed married. Um, my whole, you know, uh, like I said, I was about five or six. I'm 33. She ended up dying uh, nine years ago. And, um, they was married the whole time. So, but um, he was a good guy or whatever, but I just knew that wasn't my dad. So the relationship wasn't, you know, as tight as I, you know, but I had my granddad, he was a, uh, you know, like the main father figure, you know, because that's who I went home to, because my daddy wouldn't act right here, you know, so him and my mama didn't have no life together, no shit like that, so. um. <clears throat> He was my father figure and my stepdad, like I said, he was uh, cool or whatever, but um, I just knew at a young age, if I ever had kids, I wasn't going to, you know, be like my dad and stuff. But it didn't necessarily bother me as a kid. It kind of um, started uh, being in the way once I like became a teenager, you know, acting out you know, not listening to my mama and back then me not knowing, I'm not knowing, you know, not having a father, my actual father in the house could be the reason, you know, a lot of this stuff was happening. And I wasn't a bad kid or nothing. I just, you know, influenced by friends, raising poverty, that kind of stuff. And um yeah, uh being a father like really changed uh everything. Um Okay. i've been a father for nine years uh it didn't happen overnight you know um ever since my first kid was born i've been there every day you know but i just made mistakes over the first couple of years hanging out with friends and you know doing all of that kind of stuff but i was there he never went without um i just had to grow up a little bit and uh and another reason i feel like uh like uh, my mother ended up dying or whatever, but she died six months uh, after um, my oldest son was born. So she uh, she got to meet, you know, spend time with him for six months before she died. She was so happy to be a grandma, you know, and um, she like wrote me a, me and my brother a letter before she died and all kind of shit. And it was just saying like, uh, make sure you raise my grandson and you know be nice to women and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, I just wanted to actually do what was in that letter. But uh, when she first died, I was like really messed up for the first few years. You just don't get over that kind of stuff. And um, it really like my mother died and a month later, a month and a day later, my grandmother died, which is her mother. Then yeah, my granddad, which is my mother's father, my granny husband, he died four months later, you know, so that was like, it was a lot. So uh, I was just going through it and trying to maintain being a good father, being a good person, all of that. And, you know, went, went through a couple of things. Uh, life changed a little bit and had my second son a year later. Uh, and that kind of did it. Um something had tragic happened in my life or whatever and um I actually had to sit down for a few months and um recover and uh well i was in the hospital for 30 days and um it was a month before my second son was born and uh they was trying to keep me longer but uh it was interfering to you know i'm like my son getting ready to be born i got to get out of here and, so they sped up the rehab process and, uh, you know, got me going, got me walking again and all of that. But uh, I was like really down and out for like a, whole, a lot of the time uh, he was born. But uh, he was born and uh, my kid's mother actually had to get a job at the time because I couldn't do nothing for months. And uh <laughs> Me and him kind of, you know, just had a bond, just being around him every moment, crying. And, you know, my uh, oldest son there. And, you know, I kind of started looking at life different after being in that hospital for 30 days. Um, Only one person really coming to see me, uh, not having nobody to talk to on the phone. And, you know, my mom and them ain't here no more, so I really ain't got nobody. And just being around my baby son and my oldest son and, you know, bonding and having that tragic situation, uh, you know, previously. And it kind of like gave me a different perspective on life. So
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah so I, just had to, really I had to grow up a little bit. Um, I just kind of cut my friends off the people I was hanging with, uh, mm-hmm. just, just had to make a lot of changes. just had to start over and, um, Well, six years later, I have a daughter, and that changed my perspective again, you know. So I started looking at women different, you know, just the whole nine yards. Yeah, but I knew at a young age I I would be doing this, though, you know, and I make sure uh, they feel loved, and, you know, I talk to them because I get judged a lot. You know, and the content I kind of put on social media with me and my kids is kind of like explicit to some people, you know. But uh that's not like what I'm teaching my kids. My kids cuss or whatever, but they know how to cuss casually, like they slam their finger in the door, they're damn, you know, something like that. But they're just not running around just cussing and being bad and they're very respectful and but goes back on me you know they don't see me walking around you know acting crazy we only do it on camera so now explain to my i talk to my kids about so much stuff that they don't even understand i just put the words in there just so they can remember as they get older and develop and stuff like that yeah i explain to them like uh how tv is fake you know, a lot of the stuff you see on T V not real, uh video mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. I try to break it down how things are scripted and stuff and we just kinda of do the same, you know. It's like a fun learning process for 'em because I ain't get that taught that stuff as a kid. Yeah.
0: Like, um, and that's- that's what's important, too, because you're being real with your kids. You're, you know, you're mm-hmm. not putting them in yeah. a bubble and putting on a show for them. You're just you just real with them and showing them what's right from wrong. And that's really what's the most important thing to them. So mm-hmm. that's what I, so my, I uh,
1: my upbringing yeah. got a lot to do with the way I raise my kids also, because uh, not like I was raised wrong or anything. Uh, well, you can say I was raised wrong in certain perspective for our, like diets eating and stuff like that you know but i come from a loving home um i never went without never star you know mm-hmm. i didn't have the latest stuff or anything like that I always had clothes important things you know and um yeah. like uh my mama she used to drink uh earlier in my childhood <clears throat> and as i got older she um used to kind of t- get drunk and take her frustrations out on me and stuff and uh mm-hmm. eventually she stopped drinking for me and stuff but I just remember vividly that certain things she did I don't want my kids to feel that same way and so I just do things a little different I still like got her blueprint but I put my own mm-hmm. little sauce on it you know so yeah mm-hmm.
0: that was that kind of leads into my next question because you you've mentioned quite a bit on uh the change and how do you have to adjust and how it's kind of trial and error at first you know you try something you say oh that maybe that would not have been the best decision (laughs) but you go with it right but um you know you've had you said you you know it sounds like your mom your grandmother your grandfather were really there for you influence you and and you know mm-hmm. how to show up with that was there anyone else or anything else that influenced you when you said you know what this is exactly how i want to show up for my kids or the opposite uh-huh. something where you went there's no way i'm showing up for my kids that way you know
1: uh no nah, um really just not having my father present um that just mm-hmm. kind of just drove me to i don't want to be like that you know um me and him actually had a relationship after I got older and was old enough to drive and go around on my own terms and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, after he died, you no, know, after my kids was born and I um, went through everything I went through and, you know, I'm bonded with my kids more, I kind of started resenting him. But he, he'd been dead. He died in 2010. But uh, yeah. I kind of started resenting him as my boys started getting older, like, there's no way he loved me, you know, if he couldn't get his act together and all of that. But um, now that I'm older, now, you know, this was when they was babies. Not eight, eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, I look at stuff from his perspective. You know, maybe he just couldn't handle it, and you know, maybe, you know, it's just it's not his fault completely. He his <laughs> <it's> life, so. <laughs> Yeah. So I kind of like, even though he's dead and gone, I kind of like forgave him and, you know, move past that resentment I have for him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the best thing you can do because you can't change the past. So you just have to just change the past. And, and, well, you can change the past, but just, you know, do show up the
1: way you want to show up. Yeah. What what would you say?
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was so, going to ask if there was uh, something you say often um, when you're posting is uh, fatherhood is the hood I claim. But uh, what, what would you say is the hardest thing you gave up to, to really be there for your kids? Because you mentioned, you, you know, you had to let go of some of the friends and stuff like that. But what would you say would be the, the hardest
1: thing you had to give up? Probably uh, popularity, maybe. Mm. Well, that was pretty hard to, you know, I've just always been a person. Everybody knew I was cool, you know, nice to everybody, respectful with everybody. And, you know, I still, when I go out, people, you know, see me and stuff like I'm somewhat still popular. But, you know, I'm older now, younger kids getting older and, you know, they got the spotlight and, you know, not like on no famous level or nothing like that, but just being popular, being able to be out and be in the current situation. And I just have to take a back seat to everything. And um, I'm okay with that, you know, because as long as uh, I can raise my kids to be the opposite of what I turned out, you know, I'll i I'd be fine. You know, I feel like I live my purpose. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, social mm. life is hard to,
1: yeah, as a parent, mm. you just have to, that's a tough one. Really, especially, is a tough one. Uh, especially when people don't have kids, you know, um, that's like my biggest thing. Uh, friends invite me out somewhere and I'm like, no, I got to do this with the kids and they still trying to convince me and, you know, <laughs> figure out yeah. to go around my schedule and yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah um, yeah and it, they don't
0: understand your reality so it's it is harder yeah. <laughs> yeah what uh what would you say are some of the challenges you face now as a father i mentioned earlier with the, what i've seen where parents dads are not really given a fair chance so what obstacles do you face now as a dad like challenges that you have
1: uh, stereotypes uh like i said i get judged a lot so um when yeah. people first meet me they just assume I'm the typical black dad uh okay. like I've been taking my kids to school every day since they started school literally every day um,
0: yeah
1: staff and everything they uh you know they know me they know who I am and all that stuff yeah. and uh when they, uh every school they first started um what I say
0: yeah. Oh, there she is. Hi. Uh-uh. Say hi. Uh-uh. <laughs> Who's this lady?
1: <laughs> like, I don't know this one. <laughs> but um, like a lot of the, uh, staff when I first met them, they was, uh, you know, kind of giving me a cold shoulder as if my kid's mother made me show up just because it's the first day of school and they probably were not expecting to see me no more, maybe oh, once or hey, twice more scary. out the school year, yeah. but, uh, it kind of shocked a lot of them. They're seeing me every day. Um, I'm just not dropping my kids off. I actually get out, take my kids into school, and, you know, and I pick them up that way. Uh, cause they got this program now. I said program. Well, basically, it's a program where – you line Mm -hmm. up and Mm -hmm. they put your kids in the car and you leave and you know i'm not with all that i want to pick mine up at the door make sure they went how i supposed to and if there's any problem we can address it right then and there you know opposed to trying to send an email or call somebody Mm -hmm. and nah (laughs) so yeah uh stereotypes and what's another challenge i face uh now that I got a daughter, I face all kind of challenges. Um, just being, yeah, you know, it's a lot of creeps out there, and that that kind of uh, I didn't really uh have the same thing with my boys. Um, and especially uh another thing is when i had my boys i was younger i had a different attitude different mindset i was a different person uh um, back then when they was born uh i actually wanted to wanted them to grow up and um like be gangsters you know uh not necessarily the typical gangsters you see on tv i just want them in my image you know tattoos and braids and all of that and, now that I'm older, realizing everything I had to go through, I just don't want that for you. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually trying to get some of this uh, removed on my face uh, through laser surgery. Just um, some I plan on, if not all of it. Um, not like I regret any of it. It's just that I got kids, and I just want to be a good example for them. I got a daughter now. I don't want her falling in love with somebody that looks like me, you know, they might not have the same kind of heart I have, you know, so I just don't want her to be attracted to what her dad looked like. You know, I just want to clean it up a little bit. And it's a lot of people don't understand that. It's people telling me I shouldn't remove my tattoos and, you know, all that mess. And yeah, man, it's a lot of challenges, uh, period. (laughs) It's just a lot of challenges. I can go on forever. (laughs)
0: yeah that the stereotype is really tough to get over because like you say it's they, they they'll just automatically judge and it's so hard to put that positive spin on it and that's what i liked about the energy you put out there because when you're posting you're just yourself but we can mm-hmm. see how much you love your kids and how much you're there for them and how much they're getting from you too because you can see how happy they are and yeah. i'm just just looking at your little one right now it's just 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 sitting there going i'm right next to daddy and i'm gonna enjoy my time so that's amazing i want to know um what's your favorite thing to do with your kids and i know everybody you know every child has a different personality so it might be different things but what's your favorite thing to do with the kids
1: um, my favorite I probably don't probably don't have a favorite. Uh, just everything, you know, whether if it's watching TV together. Uh, just if I'm outside watching them play, or we play catch with the uh, baseball, go to the park, play basketball. Uh, just everything. Just uh, from losing my mama, granny, and granddad all within a year. Um, I was always told life was short and all of that. I experienced death uh, my whole life, uh, losing childhood friends, uncles, you know, aunties, and stuff like that. But just that close to home, um, it just made me realize how precious life is. And I, I also have Crohn's disease. Um, that's why I'm kind of small. Uh, it's um an intestinal problem. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm on a real strict diet, uh, and I have celiac disease, so I can't eat uh gluten and um uh, yeah. like raw fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. Uh but everybody is different. I'm still trying to figure out my diet, uh, what works best for me because I still eat fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. But um I kind of lost train of thought. Oh, by me having Crohn's disease, uh, having to get colonoscopies uh, every couple years and, you know, uh, just having stomach pains and being rushed to the ER. um, I'm doing a lot better now that I got knowledge of, you know, what's going on. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't. My granny had cancer for like 10, 15 years before she died, so I'm not looking at this as serious thinking. Yeah, that, um, that just kind of um. That plus my parents dying because them the three people raised me. My stepdad, he was there, but uh, that's a whole another story. Me and him actually don't have a relationship now. He even got remarried, and you know, but uh just losing them and um
0: mama.
1: I lost three in mama. a game three so you know I'm just like I'm not gonna take their love and time for granted
0: but I feel like I did that
1: with my mama once I got grown but another thing like I said I was raised right in love but it was just a lot of things like my mama yelling and just the way she handled things it kind of made me not it made me want to be around friends more than her as I'm older. But now that I'm even more older, you know, i do anything just to be around her and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But just being, uh, you know, 18, 19 and stuff like that, I just really didn't care to be around her just off of when mm-hmm. she used to drink, how she treated me as a kid. So Yeah. Um, yeah
0: yeah but it's you're you're right with that you you made a really important point there where we don't know how much time we have so that time needs to count and To, to be present means that when you're in the moment with them, you really are there. You're not distracted with other things It really spending. And yeah. uh, and I, that's what I see. And I, and I invite the, whoever's listening to that when we see what you post out there, you, you guys are having fun. You can see that you're really in the yeah. moment and it's really fun to see. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, with the life experience that you've had, um, what kind of wisdom would you like to pass on to your kids just to make their life easier? You know, what kind of mm. things do you would want them to know
1: I Actually, uh, just have daily uh, conversations with them and just talk to them and give them advice. Uh, just knowing them, they don't understand it. And i let them know it's okay. Okay, not to understand it. I don't expect them to at the moment, but just remember, you know, that's all I ask from them. But, um, uh, just be your own person. Uh don't um, don't really care about too much about what people think of you. I kinda had that bad growing up. Um yeah. be more confident. Uh, and just be respectable to everybody because you don't you don't know who is who in this world, you know? If you That's walk it. around being a dickhead or, you know, asshole mm-hmm. all day and you're doing it to everybody, it could be somebody that can put you in a better position in life, but, you know, you're walking around being, you know, so that's why I just tell them be respectful, you know, mindful for other people, and I carry myself that way just so, you know, they say uh, children mimic their parents' behavior, and I get compliments on my kids' behavior at the school, actually, like the teachers and staff tell me, you know, that I'm doing a good job, and it warms me up, you know, because it lets me know I'm doing something right.
0: That's right, that's right. That actually leads me to, uh, To the question I was saying, because it's something that needs to be said more often. But how often are you told that you're doing a great job as a dad? Yeah, often. uh, uh,
1: Strangers, we can be in Walmart, you know, just store, random store. And, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody uh, just last week, uh, we was uh, at the store getting some fruit. We was in the produce section, and there was a uh, older man. He actually complimented my uh, kids because they were just sitting there, you know, we just holding a regular conversation. Um, they asked me about fruit, how you know if some fruit bad or what's this fruit and stuff like that. An old man just came and complimented me on my kids because uh, it was just another kid cutting up their uh, parent, holding them, you know, like that, and kicking and screaming in the store. And, you know, and I, uh, i think mine's never had to go through that because i just put down discipline you know from day one once they uh once they got old enough to understand with no means and stuff like mm-hmm. that i kind of probably would like rougher them well not probably i was rougher on them uh putting down the discipline and i am my daughter because she do get away with more than they did but um men and women are just different you know from birth so yeah. <laughs> So I really, can't, I got to figure out a different uh, <laughs> blueprint for her. But um, Yeah. I think that's why my kids are well behaved. That's a good discipline, you know, uh, it's more than just spanking a child and um, yelling at them and stuff like that. I can't even tell you the last time I even yelled at my boys, like I said, I had to learn all of this stuff and, you know, read and mm-hmm. read about statistics and all of that stuff. And, yeah. And I see like a lot of those statistics, you know, I don't listen to everything that, you know, I get from my resources and stuff, but I listen to most of the stuff that makes sense to me, at least. Mm-hmm. In shows.
0: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go with what resonates with you and what works mm-hmm. with your reality. What, um, what kind of advice do you think that men need to hear when they're about to become a dad from your experience, what would you have liked to have gotten advice when you found out you're going to be a dad?
1: I wish somebody uh, would have told me uh how fast their time speeds up once you have mm-hmm. a kid the time already you know goes by fast, but once you have your kids oh man that's that that fast is a different kind of fast mm-hmm. you know um but like when it comes to my kids, I'm really emotional. Uh, anybody who know me they know you know i lost my parents and all of that like i'm literally in the world kind of by myself i have family but we kind of all over the place so uh where i'm from here in flint michigan i only have a few family members uh that's around still so uh like i said i'm really emotional when it come to my kids so i can just get to looking at pictures from when they was two two three years old and i get to crying and stuff like that you know uh I just wish somebody could have told me how fast time, you know, because I'm always, I got time, I got time, and you know, uh, but you really don't. So that's why uh, now when uh, I tell my kids we're going to do something, I make sure that we do it. I don't tell them nothing. I think it's a possibility. I might not can do it or, you know, but uh, if there's something I know that can be done for sure, you know, uh, I make sure I keep my word on that. Yeah. And, um, yeah that's important the time there's a lot yeah. of like um, i'm getting ready to have a little boy in uh, october and uh mm. i'm excited because um i get to make up for some of the stuff i didn't do um when my older boys was that age and you know so yeah time yeah. time
0: and it does look
1: back. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I have two boys uh, myself and they're grown and I'm just thinking when did this happen? You know, mm -hmm. when, when did this happen? Yeah. So I get it.
1: uh, Mentally prepare myself. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, that one day is just going to be there. You know, we can't see it coming. We can't stop it or anything. So yeah. I just uh, mentally prepare myself with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. How's your relationship with your boys? They're good. Uh, Yeah.
0: I had a, I am a good, I have to say I've been really lucky and they're two completely different personalities. My, uh, mm-hmm. my oldest, yeah. my oldest one is, a, is more like me and uh, yeah. my youngest is more like his dad. And, and, but I'm really thankful that I think it's, it's the same, like the daughter father relationship and the mother son <laughs> relationship. There's yeah. that, that connection there. So I'm, I'm, I am so grateful, but just like you, you know, we do things, we react a certain way sometimes. And you're like, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that, Yeah, but learn from it. But yeah, that time just flies. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I actually want to uh, talk to my
1: kids about my errors. you know, uh, Like I said, I can't tell you the last time I yelled at him, but the times I have, uh, I would correct myself, tell him I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And I explained to him like people, you know, lose control and I'm more working on controlling my emotions. You know, like I'm number 33. I got a long way to go, but uh, I'm working on it, though. And um, as long as you just practice it every day. You know, like some of the things that used to irritate you won't even bother you, you know. So mm-hmm. I see the change in that. And I just try to, you know, just pass it on to my kids as much as possible. Yeah. I just and it's remember... good. To... Go, Sorry, ahead. go
0: ahead. No, no I was going to say it's good to remember. That I think there's a lag in her. That's why we keep overlapping. But uh, it's a good thing to do for your kids because they'll get to see that when they're adults, when their parents when they mm-hmm. do react a certain way they're going to remember what you taught them and say okay yeah it's normal it's normal to react mm-hmm. we just have to we just have to own it and and correct it
1: mm-hmm. you're teaching them okay. a great thing uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh like me growing up um i ain't necessarily get in trouble but like if i came home with a d or something like that or a c like my mama would kind of be disappointed but you know and I'm not no whiz kid or anything you know so like that was kind of like discouraging because I probably can't keep up with what's going on in class and you know they grade me and giving me these grades and you know I might not even deserve these grades I probably just you know need a little bit more time and and I'm just different like different when it comes to my kid uh like well now they get uh like one, two, and threes instead of A, B, and C and D and stuff like that. Yeah. So They're grading is different. But uh yeah. I think a three is good. I think I can't remember school just started, so I get back in the rhythm of what's what. Yeah. But, um Like uh, when I see my kids kind of not necessarily failing, but need improvement. Like I just remember, you know, just getting them grades and how my mama react and all of that. And I just want to be different about it. I just don't want them to make the same mistakes and get discouraged over the things I got discouraged of. And I want them to know it's okay to make mistakes and. You know it's okay not to understand something right then, and I want them to understand that repetition. You know, repeating the, repeating the, a, a certain thing. You know, will bring understanding to the equation. You know, so
0: mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and just as long as they're doing their best, I think it's
1: that's what's important. And yeah, that's yeah,
0: good. yeah. Yeah, mm. I did have. I have a question for you and it's the question I ask everybody and just a, as a, a backstory to that is there's a little girl who interviewed me about three years ago and every adult she was asking this question to every adult she interviewed for school and nobody would answer but I did so she got all excited so I told her I would ask everybody I interview I would ask that question and that question is what do you want to be when you grow up
1: I saw that uh i was like maybe she think i'm a, a teenage parent or something <laughs> no, no 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 this is just we're uh, asking grown grown people that question <laughs> what i want to be when i grow up because because uh, like i said i just turned 33 back in april and i feel like i have i ain't i wasn't grown until i turned 30 you know that's just my um, opinion but um what do i want to be when i grow up um uh, A great father.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's a great, great
1: answer.
0: Father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're already doing been, it, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah,
1: father never going to end for me, you know, mm-hmm. no matter how old they get. So uh, that's why um, I kind of don't have a lot of respect for fathers who are uh, kind of, once their kids turn 18, they just, you know, feed them to the mm-hmm. sharks. Like you grown, figure it out. Like I just don't feel like it should be that way. Kids don't ask mm-hmm. to be here, so if you bring one in this world, you should, um, you know, take care of responsibilities. No matter how old they are, uh, you are always going to be the elder, so you can always give them some piece of wisdom that yeah. help them out. So yeah, I just kind of don't have a respect for men that like that. Yeah. No, that's
0: good. Being a father is a is is, is a hard job. So, yeah, that's a
1: yeah, it's an ongoing fathers, thing. I know mm-hmm. fathers that's probably about 60 years old and I'm better than them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they do stuff for their kids. I mean, they won't even do stuff for their kids at a you know, certain age just cuz they've grown and I didn't see my granddad do that with, you know, my granddad always If my mama needed something, he was there. If my auntie, which is her sister, needed something, he was always there. You know, uh, he was there up until I actually never seen my granddad cry until my mama died, you know, after him losing his daughter. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, fatherhood is never going to end, you know, it'll end once I leave this earth after I take my last breath. So, yeah, Yeah, that's what I want to be when I grow up a great father. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome
0: i want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to tell your story and and pass on some of that wisdom because uh like yeah, i said more and more me. more people need to hear it more people need to to see that there's some great dads out there and to not just go over the the stereotype of well mothers are the only ones who take care of their
1: kids that's not true yeah. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of there's you know a lot, lot, lot of presence I yeah i think
1: that's so I I think that's kind of like a problem too um yeah i think uh that uh image of a strong woman raising her kids not needing a man i think that kind of um it's like brainwashing everybody and you know yeah. is having an effect on men and women and now we just got yep. this big mess and yeah, it's crazy yeah.
0: I agree with you because that's what I grew up in. That's the environment I grew up. In, that that strong mm-hmm. a single mother raising her daughters to be strong, independent women. And when you you get into a relationship, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, Two yeah. people, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So you're right. I will back you up on that one. Yeah. Uh, it does. You, there's a lot of work to get done on that as well. So I want to thank you. And for anybody who's listening, we who really want to see you at work. Uh, do you mind sharing where we where we can follow you or where we can
1: reach you um you can follow me on instagram uh father figure underscore 89 uh my youtube channel was um father figure 420 yep father figure 420 and uh my email is uh father figure 420 at com. and um tiktok i have a tiktok uh i don't too much get on it but uh that's father figure 420 um. That, yep that's all the social media I have
0: I'll put those yeah. up on the description and the comments as well so again I want to thank you so much and for anybody watching you can definitely uh don't be afraid to leave some comments say you know support uh the dads out there and yeah, uh yeah. you know make sure we give oh, that positive perfect. image Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you again and everybody again. Until until next time, stay safe, stay awesome, All and right. we'll talk. To you. Yep, you too. Yeah.